You're listening to The Room Block Podcast, a series of conversations with compelling professionals from the world of events and hospitality. I'm your host, Jen Salerno. I've spent the last 20 years in different facets of the industry, working alongside a variety of people that have one common goal, to serve our customers by creating memorable experiences. Now, I want to share with you the passions, inspirations, and challenges of the individuals who make it happen. In each episode, we'll hear insight and perspective from two guests that fill some of the many roles within this incredible industry. Welcome to The Room Block, and enjoy your stay. Greetings, Room Block Podcast listeners. I'm so pleased to have you joining me for another episode. For those returning to the show, welcome back. And for those new, welcome to The Room Block. I so appreciate anyone and everyone who listens to and supports the show. I mean, there are just so many fantastic podcasts out there that one can listen to. I took some time myself this morning to listen to a few during a walk, which is usually when I consume my podcasts. You know, I, I listen to a lot of personal and professional development podcasts in addition to hospitality and events industry podcasts, of course. And I was thinking about a conversation that I had as a podcast guest last week. Uh, more to come on that in a few weeks, perhaps. But um, as I was chatting about my career on the show and how it led me into doing The Room Block, I realized that this show is a true reflection of my industry experience, which covers a variety of positions and roles. I am not a true hospitality podcast or a true events industry podcast. I sort of bridge the gap between the two sides. This is what I always enjoyed about my career, which is having the opportunity to work in several capacities of the industry because it allowed me to really understand how it all works together to form one massive economic engine. This is why I love being that bridge with the Room Block podcast, which I now like to say is the podcast where hospitality and event professionals meet. My goal is to present multiple aspects, roles, and perspectives in the hopes that somebody might gain like a piece of information that gives them a aha moment or at the very least, allows them to do their job with a bit more understanding and compassion for what it's like for those in all of the different roles that support any given job in this industry overall. I strongly feel that each and every position is crucial to our industry's success. On that note, I am over the moon excited today to present an episode that epitomizes the goals that I have for this podcast, the goals that I just described. And it is also an exclusive first look at the near conclusion of a live event, the first in many months for Achieve Incentives and Meetings, which is a family-run, third-generation corporate incentive travel and meeting company. I am so pleased to welcome Ashley Lawson, the Vice President of Business Partnerships and co-owner of Achieve Incentives and Meetings, as well as Manuel Lara, Sales Manager at the Five Diamond Unico Hotel Riviera Maya in Mexico. 
my conversation with Ashley Manuel takes place on the morning of the last day of their live program on site, and it recaps all that it took to make this meeting happen successfully and safely. You will hear this journey from an event planner and a hotelier's point of view, the highs and the lows, and the many, many things that need to be taken into consideration by both sides. Be sure to listen all the way to the end of this one, as this episode is basically a playbook of what to expect and how to ensure that you anticipate and cover all that you need in order to host a live event as we move into our industry's recovery. In addition to all of this, if you aren't familiar with Ashley Lawson's travel adventures over the past year, after listening, you will understand why she is more than qualified to lead us, her company, her hotel partners, and her clients through this experience. During this conversation, it dawned on me that those of us who are leaders prioritize not only leading, but learning. And we know that our efforts are the most successful when we are doing it alongside others, as Ashley and Manuel exemplify here. Whether you are a hotelier, a planner, or an event attendee, you might want to take some notes with this one while you enjoy a glimpse into the new normal of on-site life. Hello, Room Block Podcast listeners. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode. I have got a special and unique episode coming at you today because we have two guests calling in from a remote location, but they are actually together. So I would love to introduce you to my two guests today who are Manuel Lara and Ashley Lawson. Manuel and Ashley, thanks so much for joining me on the Room Block. Oh, we are so happy to be here. And uh, Manuel and I are live in person together, which is even better. <laughs> Absolutely. It's very exciting. It's, I mean, I think this is the first time that this has happened, that I have had two guests in the same location uh, calling in together. So why don't you explain to us why you two, where, where you are and why you're calling in together? Absolutely. So we are in beautiful, currently sunny Riviera Maya, Mexico right now. And Manuel and I have partnered on this program. It's an incentive trip that our team at Achieve Incentives has been planning for about the past year and a half. So we are finally here with our whole group. We've got about 60 guests and trip winners who are enjoying themselves. And it's actually the finale day so lots of exciting things going on so so happy to have all of our hard work finally come into play and this is actually our very first incentive trip post announcement of the pandemic so this is a very very big deal for our team at achieve and we couldn't be more thrilled to really kick relaunch ourselves uh, with some of our favorite partners at Unico and Manuel's team here. So so that's where we are. And Manuel, do you want to give us a, a little overview of Unico, where we're at? Sure. Thank you so much, first of all, Jen, for inviting us to, to the podcast. Uh, we are located in the Riviera Maya, the beautiful Riviera Maya. So um, greetings from the sunny Riviera Maya. Um, for being more exact, we are on a ballroom, Libreria 
number one, which is 415 square feet. <laughs> I, wish we could, I wish we could show the audience of what it looks like. <laughs> it's a gorgeous area with a beautiful coffee break, but we are here. The main reason is um, it's, uh, to, to ensure that the program is running smoothly and, and most of all, um, safe and to be successful, to be a very su successful program for for our partners and for our end client. Now, Manuel, is this the first live program that you all have hosted at the hotel since the pandemic, or have you had a few? Um, this is the first corporate incentive that we have held, and it's super important for us because um, this is like the kickoff of the yeah. MICE programs. So we are doing our best to show um, the rest of the industry that events can be done with, of course, um, respecting the, the, the safety uh, protocols, but they, ha they can be done uh, and they can be success and they can be fun. Yes. Well, and I'm curious, well, I I have so many questions for you both. So <laughs> Bring them on. I'll, I'll, I'll get I'll, I'll, I'll get into the specifics later. But I, I like what you said. You're you're happy to show the industry that it can be done. And Ashley, that is a great place to kind of back up and explain a little bit about who you are and what you've been doing for the past year so um because i think that's kind of been your goal showing that it can be done so could you take us through a little bit of you know, just about your background and, and what you've been doing absolutely um so my background it's always been in the service industry it's a little unique because i actually started in nonprofit management so i led a homeless services agency in washington dc for 10 years before I popped on over to this wild and wonderful world of incentives and events. So I was actually born into this industry. Our family's company started in 1952 and it was started by my grandparents who met at the Cleveland airport and just, they both worked there and just had a love of travel and wanting to explore and help others and teams explore and really connect to destinations and one another. So. I actually learned my alphabet, uh, alphabetizing flight itineraries under my mom's desk. So <laughs> <laughs> I have, it's in, it's in my blood. Travel and event production is in my blood. Um, so I came into the industry full time about four years ago and have just been, uh, you know, learning as much as I can. And then last year, everything, as we know, the, the world kind of had an earthquake as we, stumbled into trying to navigate how we as an industry really lead when we're on pause. And it was actually Manuel and I were working on a few different contracts because we were huge fans of this hotel. Unico is a five diamond resort. It's all inclusive, adults only, which is really what a lot of incentives are looking for is that that adults only high end luxury property. So we're big fans of working with the team here. Um, and we had a, a big, um, I think about 2,000 room nights for another program. And Manuel and I were trying to help one of our clients that achieved move it back because it was supposed to be January 2021 and our client just wasn't prepared. Um, but it was a massive program and we really needed the 
hotels partnership and and to me it, it required me to come to unico and have those in-person in conversations it was a massive contract and just really needed to talk things over in person but it happened to be that june last year was a really terrifying time to travel <laughs> totally. uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> nobody was traveling and um i would you know i was very concerned for my safety and there just wasn't much information about what it was like to travel at that time and i decided to come and i did as much research as i could i had my hand sanitizer and my mask and that was really all that i knew because nothing else was shared so I get to Mexico from Cleveland and I was just wowed with the amount of protocols that were here. And it was just so impressive, like so far beyond anything I had seen in the States during the pandemic in terms of really taking care of sanitation and, uh, and different safety protocols. And as I was coming into Unico, it was really, I think the second week you had reopened the hotel. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. We'll so very it. early into the whole yeah. process. <laughs> so in, in some ways they were testing some of the protocols on me so I could experience <laughs> that. <laughs> that is, you're brave. Both of you were brave yeah. for that. <laughs> um, and I think and that trip, we were able to accomplish a lot with getting many of the contracts that we had pushed back because the hotel was very generous in allowing us to do that. And, and I was able to experience what was going on in a different place. And I think truly in, in the United States, we have this impression that we're doing everything the right way. But when I had come to Mexico, I had seen so many new protocols that I hadn't seen. Like you couldn't walk into a hotel or a Starbucks, which is my personal fit, um, or <laughs> a Walmart without getting temperature checked and only one person could go in at a time. And they were being very specific about the physical distancing rules and there were even the shoe mats for sanitizing your shoes. Just, we came into the hotel at Unico and the, even the tires of the cars, the transfer cars were sanitized. I mean, just oh. things that we never <laughs> even goodness. thought of. And, <laughs> and you know, we, we have learned a lot more about how this virus is spread, but early on we were just, you know, the hospitality industry was trying to do anything and everything to prevent the spread of germs. Um, right. and the virus. So I just, I learned so much and through sharing what I was experiencing, a lot of our industry was just fascinated to know what Mexico had done. Um, and I really made it my mission to become a safe travel ambassador. So last year I ended up doing a, a huge leap in life and sold everything I owned, moved out of my apartment and I've been traveling to a different country every month, really kind of reporting on the ground of what the different protocols are in each country. So we as an event community can be more familiar with what's happening on the ground. And, and also I've been able to learn, you know, I was in Kenya and Belize and Colombia and I've taken little pieces of each of their protocols in and incorporating it into all of the events that we're planning now. So just really understanding the best practices that each country is enforcing and, and borrowing them. Because I think the more we share, the, the more we can lead safe events and, and get back to doing what we love. And that's welcoming people to really special, impactful experiences wherever they may be around the world. You know, it's, I'm sure people listening might go, 
okay, yeah, like you've had a real rough year, you know, traveling <laughs> in these amazing places. But let me tell you, if you are not following Ashley on her journey, please do. And we'll you know, link up to all the information and how you can follow Ashley. And we'll talk about it later. But you are educating. Mm-hmm. You are educating all of us into the right ways to do things or the safe ways to do things. And I mean, you are clearly working hard out there (laughs) and sharing your experiences. I mean, it is the service that you're providing, despite having being in these exquisite surroundings. um, It's just, it's so valuable to the industry and and to the planners because you, like we always say, you don't know what you don't Mm -hmm. know. And, and we can't all be on the ground there and experiencing what it's really like to travel right now. So by you doing this, by (laughs) selling everything you own and saying, Hey, I'm going to have this adventure, but also turn it into this incredible educational experience for the industry. I mean, it's just a very unique thing. And I've, it's been a lot of work. And I think, the, the biggest thing, and when we talk about this in our communications when we're planning events now, is just really to pack your patience. Um, there are so many changes going on with travel and with countries trying to both protect their travelers and their citizens. So I th- I've learned, I just I have flexed my patience muscle, muscle in a brand new way over the past year, which is very important from an event planning perspective. <laughs> That's really, really good advice. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so Manuel, tell us, what's your story? How long have you been at Unico? Where were you before that? How did you get into the industry? Ooh, um, it's a funny story. Uh, it, it was 12 years ago. I have been in the industry for 12 years. Uh, I was studying economics, nothing to do with um, tourism. Uh, I was going to do a degree in Mexico City. And... During that time, I have uh, a family loss in, in 12 years ago. So I, just, I decided to stay in, in, in Mexico and do it the next year, the degree in, in Mexico City. So I stayed in Cancun for a year and I was doing nothing with um, uh, of a, a job. So I took a job 12 years ago in this hotel at the business center. The business center 12 years ago, they, they used to charge for the internet. So I was the guy charging $3 for having 15 minutes of internet. I love that you still know the rate. <laughs> Great, exactly. No, and, and it's true. And it's shocking that there are so many hotels that they still charge for the internet. It's like charging for breeding right now. Uh, <laughs> so I was doing that 12 years ago. And and I never stopped. I go. I got so involved with the industry, and, and I love it. I I got so passionate about it. So um, I start growing on. I grown up on the uh, at the hotel. Uh, after being uh, on the business center, one of my colleagues on groups, he offered me a job uh, as a conference concierge, which is a person who helps um, on setups programming the event and all kinds of different things that makes uh, a program successful. And after that, I will, I jumped to a CSM, which is conference service manager. So I was doing CSM for about four years. And after that, in this company, in order to be a sales manager, you need to be a conference service manager first. So you don't sell. Yeah, you don't sell 
like a unicorn on uh, on the showing <laughs> uh, in, in the middle of the of the meeting. So you will know what to sell. You will know what to do, right? Because you hundred percent. I I fully agree that that is the way to go. But yeah, right. <laughs> so I was doing the operational part. Then I switched to the sales part, which I love. <laughs> That's how I met um, Ashley and the beautiful company where she works at. Um, yeah, 12 years ago. And we have worked with uh, Achieve since, oof, I don't know, forever, I guess. Um, <laughs> a long time, long time. The good thing is what we built um, not only a nice relationship with the company, but also friendship, which something perfect. Absolutely. I love that. Well, that's the best part about our industry, right? Is is these friendships that you form through yeah. the jobs, and it makes it so much easier when you have to deal with tough situations, mm -hmm. like you guys have just recently gone through. I mean, you said you've been planning this program for a year and a half. Yep. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I assume that, you know, it was not supposed to take a year and a half to, <laughs> I mean, to plan it. Typically, we're working about 18 months on a program for for the incentives that we deliver with our clients. So it's not atypical. This one, I, I like to say that this program was actually born out of love, though, because <laughs> our, our site visit was actually last Valentine's Day with our clients. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so Manuel and I, we were our Valentine's Day uh, friend dates with a site visit, <laughs> um, and it was actually the last site visit of the day. And I, I like to say that we saved the best for last. Um, and when when our <laughs> clients came and they saw it, and there, there's so many spectacular parts about this hotel, but we we had a long way back to where we were staying, and Manuel offered, "Well, do you need your cooler refilled with beer?" And that was, you know, that was, that was it. They were like, okay, let's sign the contract. Yeah, that was, that was the selling point. Well, you know, it's those little unique hospitality touches. Exactly. That, that's yeah. what makes and the difference. I, I remember we signed the contract. Um, we normally now, most of the contracts are signed by email or e-signature, but we signed that one. You, you brought your special pen yeah. and... Uh, <laughs> and we oh, like right that was signed like right there in person. Yeah, right there. Yeah. The, at, at the lobby oh. bar. Yeah. <laughs> my um, my grandpa always wrote with a green pen. So whenever I have an opportunity to sign something special, I sign contracts with a green pen, and we got to do it together. Oh so I it was really that. nice. Um, we this and the program was actually supposed to be in February, so we did have to push it back. Just. The state of things were just a little too unknown in February, and we worked with our client and with Manuel and pushed things back to now. So we had a few extra months just to build confidence, and, and truly, it's a lot of our group is vaccinated. Our our on-site team has been vaccinated before we came on this program. So there was just a lot more trust in the travel experience as we're bringing a, a decent-sized group to come and enjoy themselves. Well, it's, it has been a significant change in the state of things from February to now. Huge. So I mean, even from two weeks ago yeah, to I now, know. <laughs> when know. you think about it with CDC's new mm -hmm. recommendations and, you know, it's just everything's changing so fast. Yeah. So it, it's, I'm sure it's better for everyone that you waited, although I don't want to uh, 
you know, discount the challenge that that would be on everybody to just that that continued the cancellations or, or pushbacks. Um, so Manuel, like from your point of view, when you learned that the hotel or that the program needed to push back, was the hotel like, oh no, like we were counting on this, or was it like, oh no no, we're we're good, we're we're happy to wait, we can push it back, no problem. Um, it was it was tough because it it wasn't the only event that was being pushed back. We had tons of, uh, we do a lot of uh, incentive programs and we had a lot of um, push, we had to push back a lot of programs. So we always try to be flexible. Of course, with our uh, biggest partners, we will always be as flexible as we can, but it was something that really hit us hard. We shut down the hotel in March. We had to to shut down the, the hotel in March. March 2020. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were doing everything because, as you know, Quintana Roo, the state of Quintana Roo, we live about tourism. Tourism is all the income that we have, or 90% of it is it's tourism. So when they announced that we were going to be locked down, the entire industry started collapsing. And actually, there's many hotels that Right now, they're, they haven't opened yet because they're still trying to recover from the, those um, losses. Mm-hmm. Uh, in June, when, when Ashley came visit us, <laughs> actually, <laughs> she was one of the first ones. Right? I uh, had to get my eyes on things. What's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we, we opened it in June um, because we were doing whatever the government was telling us to do following the rules um, to open as soon as possible. And we knew it was gonna be a slow process to go back to normality. Uh, that's when Ashley showed up with a contract in June and I was like, oh God, it's, doing, it's going way faster than I thought. <laughs> but no, it, it was slow. It was a slow recovery. We're still recovering for that, but I think that people are getting more confident right now on, uh, on traveling and and more when you have somebody that is promoting traveling and and showing how safe it is and showing how um, the, all these protocols that hotels are following, that the airport is following to, to make people more confident to travel. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we, 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 we had a big hit uh, when everything was pushed back but we we weren't the only industry being hit. Yeah. I think the, the, the entire world collapsed a little bit. Um, so yeah, we we hold on and now we're back in track, yeah. which is the most important thing. Yes, and it feels so good to, to I, feel like things are on the upward swing. It's so nice. But yeah. actually, so Mabel, I'm curious. Here in the United States, it seems like there's a little bit of a crisis um, with, you know, hotels, restaurants, whatnot, are, are reopening, and people are really anxious to get out and, and travel again and to go out to eat and that kind of thing. But there is a little bit of a challenge of getting people to come back to work in the industry. Are you seeing the same kind of challenge there in Mexico, or is it where where people raring to go and and, and come back to work? Some companies. Um they did have to cut off it, it all depends on uh, on the company our company is a family-owned company so uh, 
that's what I love about this company. Always mm -hmm. family-owned companies are are more, um, I don't know, more warm with their people, I guess. Um, I'll so... attest to that. <laughs> I was going to say, look at both. Both of you know all about that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and this company, they kept all the employees. Oh, how wonderful. Yes, they, they, they did. And this is not the first time we have to close the hotel. I think in with the swine flu, probably eight years ago, maybe, it was um, kind of the same thing, but it oh. didn't last that long. It lasts like one month, something like that. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, so um, we knew we were going to be hit, so they, they start like reducing salaries maybe, doing the less impact, but so they cannot, they will not fire people. And I think it was special that they would, people would take turns working. So you, you yes. wouldn't have the full work week, but they still wanted to be able to provide some income to everybody. So people would take turns on which days that they worked. Yeah, I was, um, for example, I was able to come only three days per week sometimes. Um, uh, sometimes it was four, uh, but we always had another person like cover me up or as a backup on property. Mm -hmm. So yeah, on this company, it didn't affect that much, but I totally see, uh, saw other companies that, again, I, I have seen hotels that they haven't opened yet because they, they're still recovering and they had to fire a lot of, of, of their employees. But now today you can see on the newspapers, on LinkedIn, a lot of um, jobs offering from hotels because every, everything is coming, well, back to normal, but slowly, still slowly, but um, it's getting way better than it was two months ago. Good, way good. better. So yes, everything is getting back to track, um, yeah. and, which, is, which is great. Yes, definitely. Well, okay. So now the meeting took place. Well, it's, it's, it's still, still, still happening. happening actually. It's still, I mean, it's still yeah, happening. Jared, I snuck away from the hospitality desk to get here. So. <laughs> I yes, I can't tell you how appreciative I am. But and but we specifically actually wanted to record while this uh, you know the, the actual meeting was extremely fresh in both Manuel and Ashley's minds. Um, so it's, it's so fresh, it's still happening. But um, <laughs> it, because we wanted to t talk about like, you know, exactly how everything has been going down and, and how it is gone and, and the prep that it took to, to make it happen. So can you just give us a little snippet on how things how it's going? Yeah. <laughs> There's, there's a lot in motion. Um, not, I mean, when you're planning a global event, there, there are so many logistics to consider. And now we add not only safety protocols with COVID, but also, the, you know, Mexico threw us for a loop when there was a new Mexican tourist tax that was added in April. So as we've been coordinating everything, we've got to make sure that, all you know, we're checking every box. Um, and then also we, we're no longer in high season. So we moved this program from February, which is high season, which is, you know, when the best weather is, when everything's open. And now we're more so in low season. So what that means is 
when I get off this podcast, I have to go make a weather call and it's going to be really hard <laughs> because we're used to the sunshine in February, but now we're in May and there's afternoon showers. Um, so just something to be thinking about mm -hmm. as we've postponed all of these programs, we're no longer in the height of the best seasons for the destination. Um, other things, tours may not be totally prepared because they're still figuring out, okay, wait, we're in low season, but it's high season. Like what's happening now? <laughs> so it's really needing to be even more prepared as planners because everything has changed so much. And, and since we are, you know, as, as Manuel said, we're the first incentive trip that they've had, you know, we're kind of like the guinea pigs. So we're training each other like, hey, um, you know, restaurants are pretty full right now because you've got a lot of leisure in um, in house. So how can we work together to make sure that our guests and our, our group has has some priority and, and gets into the restaurants that they want? Um, so it's, you know, we're working together on, okay, let's, let's train each other. We're, we've got our train, you know, our training wheels are on again because this is a brand new landscape for how we plan. Um, but just as we've advanced planning, as everybody could expect, you know, with capacity for physical distancing, we had to adjust our motor coaches for airport transfers. We adjusted the seating at events and, and, and at the evening diner rounds in restaurants. Um, one thing I, we, that was really important to me as I've been traveling, I, as I talked about, you've got to pack your patients and recognize that it's, nothing's going to be the exact same. I know we are all so excited for groups and travel to restart, but things are still very different. And in Mexico, you can't have um, the bar stools at the bars because they're trying to alleviate any congestion of people. You can't have the swim up bar open. Again, they're trying to alleviate big groups of people together. So I know that seems like a little thing, but when you're running an incentive trip, those, you know, lobby bars, disco bars, swim up bars, like that is where the fun is. <laughs> so... Right. That's that's what the expectation yeah. is. Right. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah. in our communications, we remind and both we do a pre-trip mailing with a program itinerary and luggage tags and all the good stuff and new masks. Um, and then we send emails with our client about here, just a reminder, here's, here's some things to remember. And that's the pack your patients, know everything's not going to be the same. Here are the protocols to keep in mind. Um, but we are, we and the hotel and our partners are doing everything humanly possible to ensure that you have a fabulous time, but know there's going to be some changes. Um, so one thing that I did, I, I went to the store beforehand and I was like, okay, where can we add a bunch of fun to this program? Uh, so knowing that the swim up bar was closed, I found some blow up, um, cooler floats. So you, you blow them up and you can put ice and drinks in there. And I had to make sure that the hotel was okay with them. So I sent Manuel a picture, I think it like nine o'clock Saturday morning. I was like, can I bring this? Is this allowed? Because some hotels won't let you have pool clothes. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, is it for personal use? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> like I'm going to get in the pool on a right. program. <laughs> right. Um, so just things like that, you know, we increased the capacity of the catamaran. We did decide to do a catamaran off site and we privatized the whole thing. So it was 
we, we had 30 people go, we got a private catamaran that could fit 100 people. So, you know, just making sure we've got the due diligence. Wow. Um, we were planning to do dine rounds in Tulum, but I had actually gone to Tulum when I was here before, and there was not so much compliance with safety. And, and also, we just didn't feel comfortable with our guests interacting outside of the hotel because you don't know what's going to happen. You can't control that. And so much of meeting planning right now is a, is sounds terrible, but it's about control. How do I make sure that the environments that I'm putting my guests in are safely controlled? So we decided to nix the, the dine around into different restaurants in Tulum and kept everyone on property and hosted more events here and made sure like we even moved our executive meeting outdoors to an outdoor balcony area, which was way more fun than being in a ballroom. I mean, not to knock this ballroom, Manuel, this is a very nice ballroom, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but just thinking differently and making yeah. sure, I mean, who doesn't want fresh air as they're retaining a bunch of information? So those were some of the things. We also had to coordinate the tourist tax ahead of time, prepaid for all of that beforehand. I've got our departure notices going out this afternoon. I'll be running to all of the guest suites and we've got the QR code printed off for our guests. Um, so just you know, thinking about the, the safety protocols and incorporating those into the program. Um, another thing is testing. That was a big one. So your test, because the CDC requirement is still in place that American or in international travels to the United States have to present a negative COVID test. Well, 60 people taking a COVID test, that's a big chunk of time. Um, luckily, we didn't have to increase budget because Unico, it's complimentary to get testing here, which is incredible because it's it's expensive to run a safe program. There's a lot of new additions that you have to pay for. So luckily, Unico covers the cost of tests right now. Um, but that was, yeah. That's amazing. But that's a huge chunk of time to a lot to testing. So we had to change around our run of show for when events were going to be, because it basically was a five hour time block for all of our guests to get tested. Um, so yeah, wow. so there's there's lots of things. We added an extra cabana, you know, just gotta make sure that there's safe fun everywhere. <laughs> there's so much that I'm thinking of as you're talking and I'm, I'm curious to hear Manuel's point of view because I'm glad you mentioned, first of all, mm -hmm. the cost, the extra cost that all of this has to take. And I mean, it's just the cost and the time, I mean, meeting planners out there, hoteliers out there, but you already know how much goes into planning an event. The logistical aspect is very intense on either end in mm -hmm. prior times. Now add in all these extras and the extra cost, you know, to some degree, I wonder, you know, do people say, yes, this is worth it. Do we really need to do this? You know, and, and I mean, I, I know the answer is a resounding yes in the end, but I'm sure it has to be difficult at times, especially, I don't want to say especially on the hotel end, but um, maybe, well, just if you could speak to it a little bit, like as some of the additional requests would come in, you know, would you guys say, okay, <laughs> oh boy, sure, we could do that with a smile well, and, <laughs> you know, I mean, it has to be hard. Of, of course, the hotel had to put more money, invest more money. 
uh, on, on trying to bring back the tourism. And that's the, that's, that's the main point, try, try to bring back the, 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 um, the tourism to, to the hotel. Uh, we did a lot. We, we did a lot. Uh, we have still working a lot. We're learning a lot. Uh, we're still on the process. Uh, being a five diamond property, it is even more difficult. Makes makes things more difficult because you ha you need to have higher standards. So um, back in June, if if a hotel wanted to open during that time, you ha you need to you had to have a certification uh, from the government marking the protocols that you need to follow. Um, so we did that test, we passed it, and we also were the first hotel who did a, another certification with the WTTC, which is the World Tourism Travel uh, Council. So uh, they, they made another certification. We were one of the first hotels to do in it, uh, which has even more restrictions. But we were sure that if we invest on that part, our guests will feel more confident to come. So for groups, what we did is um, bringing up the, the, the COVID test for free. Mm -hmm. uh, so because the U.S. required a, a test for flying back to, to the U.S., so we put it in. It is included on, on the room rate. And I know not only that, but you also have an insurance included on the rate. We came out with this insurance that if by any chance you get COVID while you're here, the insurance will cover all your stays, taking that UNICO, of course, uh, for 14 days in quarantine, but it's going to be all covered by, by the hotel. Yeah. Wow. So that does motivate a lot of our partners and, uh, and the tourism, and it has been working a lot. It has been working great. Uh, we had to invest way more than we used to, but you can see the return. You can see it on the occupancy of the hotel. You can see it on the on the smile of, of the people outside that they're feeling safe, actually, and and, and they're enjoying their their vacations or their trip. Mm hmm. Well, it's such a testament to really the importance of this industry because, despite the extra cost and the extra work on both of your ends, is I mean the answer is yes, it is worth it because. It is such an economic mm -hmm. driver. Um, mm -hmm. And well, you said, you know, 90% of the economy where you are is tourism. And then obviously, Ashley, just, you know, that's, yeah. that's your life. It's your livelihood. <laughs> so, um, and, you know, like we've, we've talked about before, this has been a topic, you know, across the industry in general or, or people in general. You, know, you kind of have to go with the, the lowest level of tolerance and, uh, you know, work with that. So whoever's whoever is maybe most nervous, whatever safety protocols they feel like they need to have in order to attend a program or travel to a hotel, you kind of have to make that your baseline mm -hmm. to make sure that you can get people to participate and to come and to yeah. travel. So it's hopefully all just temporary. And, you know, two years from now, this will all be a distant a lot of it will be a distant memory. I always say yeah. how critical it is as meeting planners that we need to walk in every tiny footstep of our attendees' journey, both to the event, at the event, and after the event, because this is it's very real that in many cases, this is the first time the attendees that we are supporting are traveling. This is the first time 
they are with their spouse and getting on a plane or traveling outside of the country since last spring. So if we, you know, planning those pre-communications pieces and making sure they know exactly what they're going to experience when they go to the airport. Like not all the shops are open. So bring snacks, uh, bring a water bottle that you can refill so you don't have to interact with cashiers and pay. You know, there's a lot of steps that I recommend to reduce your, you know, just potential for interaction with germs. Um, I think there's a lot of really unique ways that we can incorporate more luxury into it. You know, and I'm talking about incentives. So we're talking about a very heightened experience of luxury and, and high-end experiences for travel. So to me, luxury actually equals safe because when you give somebody a luxury experience, it's customized to them. It means there's no waiting. It means that they are ten, their needs are tended to. So I highly recommend working with, when I'm working with clients saying, you know, if you can cover the cost or give a credit for your guests to get global entry, their lines are gonna be reduced. They're gonna get through the lines at the airport faster. Um, you don't have to take all your stuff out on the, on the security belt. Um, other things that I love, finding destinations that have the fast track in the airport. So this is something, I don't think Mexico has this, Manuel. No, we don't have. They're, they're planning to, to put like something like global entry right now, uh, okay. but still in the process. I think right now it's impossible because the whole COVID situation. Yeah, so the fast track when somebody is greeting your guest when they get off of the plane, sweeps them through customs and immigration, gets their bag, and it's a very fast experience. Not only is that luxury, that is safe too, because you're not in long lines, you're getting through the things faster. Um, if you can accommodate private transportation, awesome. Um, if you can cover lounge credits, so your guests are not in very full uh, boarding spaces, better. They have access to their own food and alcohol and their own private space in the lounge. So to me, I think luxury equals safety at all times and just things that we can be promoting more that if you do have the budget, there's some really special ways that you can treat your guests. Um, one of the things that I really love suggesting is um, complimentary laundering service. So I mean, when I first traveled in June last year, almost a year ago, you know, you're just worried about your clothes collecting germs. It's like, oh, uh, uh, you know? <laughs> I remember, yeah. It's like, yeah. Even going yeah. in the grocery store, yeah. Uh, so if mm -hmm. there's a note on the bed when your guests walk in and says, hey, let's take care of your travel day clothes and launder them for you, we'll have them to you in 48 hours. That's safe and that's luxury. So there's just so many special ways wow. that as meeting planners, we can heighten the experience and then it also equals safety. That is amazing. And you know, it's like, you, I don't know, would you have known and thought about all those things had you not had the experience oh gosh, no. that you had over the past Absolutely year? Absolutely not. You know, I mean, like it's, it's yeah. so valuable and that's that's an amazing point i would be I overjoyed if i were that guest walking to my room seeing that i'd be like this is the best thing ever and even, yeah so we can really do a lot cool. of special things with groups and i think for for us the priority is really making sure right now obviously that people feel safe but 
we don't want to lose the sense of hospitality and warmth that comes yeah. with groups and gatherings and travel. So how do we make, you know, where else can I buy those blow up pool floats and make sure that there's still fun at the pool, even if I can't get the hotel to open up their swim up bar because of the regulations for the country, you know, so really trying to incorporate the fun into what has become a very sterilized, digitized safety experience. Definitely. Well, and I'm sure it is helpful to work with a five diamond property. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Accommodate. Another thing I would add to the luxury experience is working with hotels that have butler service. And that has been a huge help with Unico has butler service. They call it a local host. So immediately as our guests arrive, they get a text from their local host. Can we help you unpack? Can we schedule you a dinner reservation? Whatever it might be. Um, but not only does that alleviate me as the on-site planning team to, you know, we are the private concierge for every single member of our guests. So if they have someone, a local house that can help with the, you know, the day-to-day -day things um, that I'm that I'm always willing to support, but it's great to have that extra support uh, from the local host. And that's, again, another safe luxury experience that is fabulous. Right. Well, you know, Ashley, you posted something within the past day uh, on LinkedIn or Instagram about all the questions you were prepared to answer for the, I think it was your mm -hmm. sailing trip or golfing, golf outing. And I mean, so if you can have somebody on property dedicated to kind of being the expert on the property Mm -hmm. uh, logistics, if you will, then it does free up your mind yeah. to worry about your programming. So what a beautiful yeah. service. Yeah, it's, it is wonderful. You see them walking around with their with roses to go decorate the rooms. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think it's a teamwork at the end. It's a, it's a teamwork. Um, we are both, both like the same company at the end because we are both working for a client at the end. And we're both looking for for the success of, of the event. So yeah, pretty much we are together on, uh, we put in your shoes, in a chip's shoes. And also I bet uh, Ashley has been on this side of the hotel as well, thinking on what can I do? What can probably I cannot do? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like putting floating bars at the pool. But let's talk about the <laughs> unicorn you talked about earlier. Can I get a unicorn at a meeting? Wait. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's going to be like, I remember the last time we had. <laughs> but no, at the end, it's a teamwork. At the end, it's a teamwork. And I, I think uh, for this program, uh, it, had been, it had been real good. We have, we had always had this big connection, but now after two years, almost two years um, of, of not having a, a a program with, with you, it it reminds me how how nice it's worked with with, with oh, a good partner. You. It is absolutely mutual, and one of my favorite parts of the program is actually coming up soon, Jen. Uh, so Ashiv has our core value is give the world and really go the extra mile with everything. Um, so we have give the world award on site, and we have to identify who's going to be our award winner from the hotel. And it's always somebody, it's somebody who's not uh, always front facing. I'm sorry, Manuel, it's never the sales director. Uh, it's, it's always something you wouldn't expect that really just exudes that 
love of giving the world and having that passion for hospitality. And we have a little trophy and we give them a tip and it's just a way for us to, you know, really solidify that we are partners, that we can't do our work without a hotel that is giving the world every step of the way during the program. So it is my, one of my favorite parts of the program. I can't wait. That is so beautiful. Do you, do you do that presentation in front of your guests as well? Or it's, it's after takeoff. Uh, it's like finally when we can breathe after all of the flights are in the air on departure day, it's like, oh, let's go celebrate more people now. <laughs> oh, that's so fabulous. It's yeah, perfect, that's right. Yeah, a perfect way to, to wrap up the, the trip and the program. Well, so I'm curious, what did you guys learn from this? Is there anything that you can share, a takeaway, anything that you would have done differently? We're, we're looking at each other right now. It's like, hmm, what yeah. should we share? <laughs> right. <laughs> what are you uh, comfortable sharing? I mean, on, on our part, um, since the main goal has been safety, the safety of our guests, um, it's putting so much passion on, on, on our guests and, and making sure that he feels safe. And at the same time, he's having fun or he's having a good time. It's, it's quite difficult because um, you don't want to be in, in Cancun locked down in a hotel where you cannot do anything. <laughs> it's like being home locked down. <laughs> right, right. Right. So, so what we learned is that we can do a lot of, uh, of things that um that are safe that we, we can still make this hotel great as it was two years ago um and that we can get so many many benefits of it um can you imagine having a a program a 70 people program or or more without a single positive um case of covid that's something huge on for for the industry it's like again it's like the light at the end of the tunnel yes it's like finally you're looking that things are getting better uh, and and yeah and yes we're still learning a lot uh from 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 other clients um but for for this program as far as i feel personally i think has been a, a great success um but of course there, there's gonna be um small details that um due to the limitations that we have for uh by the government that things that we we might want to do but we can like having the bars open having the swim maps but we have find like a different ways to to cover those areas as well mm-hmm. so yes we're working on that as well so um that's what personally i have learned and, and i think my staff have learned as well because uh again this is uh, one of the first groups uh, and they came one and a half year after having zero groups <laughs> right exactly <laughs> exactly i mean i was gonna ask if it was like riding a bike but then you mentioned the training yeah. wheels and i was like really <laughs> yeah. so. and it's for i mean i think it, it has definitely helped that i've traveled so much so i i know what to be looking for with hotels what to be pre-planning for um, I, I mentioned that we had an offsite catamaran, so something tour companies aren't, they're still navigating how to do this because they haven't been 
that busy because really people have been coming to hotels and staying in hotels because that's where they feel safe. Um, so I would say really have fine-tuned run of show with your tour partners who are off property because they're, they're less prepared than the hotels are. Um, so things like mm. I was on the catamaran and making sure everything was good to go and um, I noticed there were utensils on the each of the food items uh, and they were going to let the attendees use the food utensils to get their lunch. And I was like, wait a second here. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Like everybody yeah. would be like, touching I need the same. Each crew member yeah. passing out the food. I can't have our guests touching the food or touching the utensils. And, and not only is that good from a safety perspective, like it's just nice to be served. This is an incentive. We are here to exude hospitality at every, every turn. Um, and that's something I want to stay, you know, that assisted buffet service. It's just a, better, more luxury experience. Um, so make sure that you're really working with, because if I wasn't on that catamaran, they wouldn't have done that. So having your on-site team everywhere where your guests are is critical. And, you know, I'll give a plug for why you work with a company like Achieve, because this is why we're here to take that concern, that anxiety, that, you know, get out of the, the headspace of all the logistics for meeting planners and you know, in this case, we our main contact is a chief of staff. Sometimes it's a marketing director or sales director, but work with companies like us who can really assure you the service and the safety that you need to make sure that your group is having a great time. Um, and I, I'm sorry, I'm getting some texts right now from our CSM. We've got a, a, a doctor's visit. Uh, <laughs> Oh, see, on-site life, guys, on-site life, you know. <laughs> and this is a, always something I thought of, but so important now. You don't know if somebody is going to um, show up positive, but, or if somebody's going to get really sick on your program, whatever it might be, it's so critical that you are close to a good hospital. And we are, at Unico, we're a like a 19 minute drive. I clocked it because I went to the hospital recently for, to support a guest who wasn't feeling well, not COVID. Uh, they just weren't feeling well and we wanted to make sure they were okay. Um, so I went with them to the hospital and, and what was so helpful for me as a planner is I have been to that hospital. I've been to that hospital in many different countries. Uh, I got COVID tested at that hospital chain in Puerto Vallarta. So the fact that I, as a planner could say to somebody who obviously has pretty high anxiety, is nervous about their health, is in a different country, doesn't feel comfortable, doesn't feel well, I could say, hey, this hospital, I trust them, it's clean, it's a private hospital, here's how the insurance works, get your passport, get your insurance card, bring your ID, bring your cell phone charger, I will carry it all. And I could fill it all out, help them navigate all of that. But because I had seen that, because I was familiar with the hotel, I knew, or the hospital, I knew where it was, I could calm down our guests in a different way and if I hadn't been familiar with that. So, you know, just things as planners, like just cross your T's, dot your I's, and make sure you're, you are going on site visits. One of the things that I had been on a, multiple site visits at Unico prior to this program during the pandemic, um, but we also organized the CEO of our company to come down here on, a, on his own personal vacation so he could feel comfortable with his spouse and they could get a feel for the 
not just how the destination was responding to the pandemic, but also how the hotel was. And that allowed him to feel more confident in the service here and feel the safety here. So I would highly recommend working with your direct contacts, senior leadership, and get them to, if they have the time, get them to go to the destination and to the venue where you're hosting your event, because they're going to be your cheerleaders. They're going to set the tone for, hey, I had a great time. I felt super safe. Here's what I had to do differently. Um, but they're, they're going to be the ambassadors that that are modeling what what you want your group to know ahead of time. So those are some things I would highly recommend. Um, another thing, you know, as you are planning, envision your event as if you're the photographer and take snapshots of every event because not only am I trying to ensure that there's a sense of warmth and hospitality within these digitized sterilized protocols, I'm focused on our clients' liability and corporate liability and making sure that should something happen, should someone get sick, we've covered our bases so that our client is safe. Um, you know, if, if the tables are too close together, if, assisted, if there's not assisted buffet service, you know, just think about your event in terms of snapshots to ensure that if somebody takes a picture, somebody has a drone, and is looking down on your event and they can see unsafe practices, you're not protecting your client. And that's, that's what I'm here to do. I'm, I'm here to ensure that I'm protecting them, but wow. also ensure they're having a great time. Um, so just so many different things to be thinking about now that are that are so beyond <laughs> that anything we could have considered. <laughs> And she does. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm like super impressed by everything you just said because, well, first of all, you just made the case of why site visits are still 100% necessary. I, oh, yeah. I, I was wondering, to be honest, you know, I was like, oh, well, everyone's figured out how to do the virtual site visit. Like, do we even need to go on site visits anymore? Yeah, you do. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, and you I, need to go to the hospital that's closest to the hotel that you trusted. <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, you just, you, you made the case right there. I mean, and if, you know, clearly you are a, a very high-end incentive company and, and you're creating high-end experiences. However, these do seem like best practices that can be, you know, translated across the industry. Yeah, yeah. And Manuel and I worked on basically a COVID checklist for site inspections. And it's on our, we have a Safe Travels blog on Achieve's website. And everything I'm learning, everything our team is learning as we are traveling and producing events, we are sharing that. We are fully committed to helping everyone in this industry return to, you know, doing what we love. So our Safe Travels blog has so many great tips and I'll be writing a blog about kind of what we experienced here on site so others can learn from it as well. Um, but there's a COVID safety site inspection checklist that really was formulated based on what I learned here at Unico and really where do you set the expectations? And it includes everything from, you know, how have you digitized some of your technology? Do you have a hotel app, which Unico does, and it's amazing. Uh, can you book uh, dinner reservations online? Yes, you can here, and it's amazing. You don't have to wait in line somewhere. You know, what are the protocols associated every single step of the arrival process? Um, how have you supported your employees during this? You know, we know so many of our hospitality partners have been out of work for so long. What have you as a hotel done? Because that helps us understand, okay, if you're taking care of your people, you're really going to be thinking about how you take care of our guests. Um, 
So no. I, another thing is I would, I would recommend pad those gratuity budgets. Our hospitality leaders need to feel the love because they are ready to give it and they have been out of work a long time. So I always say take care of the people who take care of your group. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for all that work, all the work that you've done, both of you. I mean, the, the dedication to bringing everything back uh, is just so apparent by the work that you've both done. Um, Ashley, obviously, everything that you've done over the past year and just the experiences that you've had. And then, well, it's just it's so wonderful to hear on the hotel end of things, you know, your property in particular, um, dedication to making sure that everyone has an incredible experience. And I'm so happy to be able to share it on the show. I hope everyone listening, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna look up Unico and be like, right, next time I'm going. I love I love uh Just stop Cancun. looking and come to Unico, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and Ashley, will you take me in a program? No. Oh come on over. <laughs> I'll figure out a way. No. Um so I just I want to give you two just a chance to to share how uh, our listeners can find you or uh, or your businesses. Uh, so Manuel, could you share um, if people wanted to connect with you? Could they could they find you on LinkedIn or how or how what's the property's website? Sure, um, I'll I'll send my link to um, to LinkedIn. You can contact me through there, or you can um, go visit our webpage, which is. Um, unicohotel2087.com. Make sure you visit us. Um, follow us on Instagram as well. We are at unico2087hotel. Uh, we post a lot of uh, photos of, um, of our property. Uh, it's, a, it's a gorgeous property. I've been working with this company for over 12 years. This is my favorite of all of them. Um, <laughs> that's why, I, why I'm staying over here. Uh, we're planning to open more unicos around the world. So that's the uh, that's the main concept uh, to spread the culture of the area where Unico is built. Uh, so yeah, make sure you follow us on Instagram, on Facebook, um, our webpage. There's a mice on segment. You can contact directly to the uh, sales department through through that link. And yeah, or whatever question you may have, please contact me. Perfect. And how about you, Ashley? Yep. So our team is Achieve Incentives and Meetings, and we're a full-service team for planning. And I like to call us the Planner's Planner. So you can find us at AchieveIncentives.com and on Instagram, Achieve underscore Incentives, and also just Achieve Incentives and Meetings on LinkedIn. And then I am Ashley Lawson on LinkedIn. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, I'm Ashley Rose on the road. So if you like a mix of hospitality, travel, and R&B music, uh, my stories are mostly dedicated to that. <laughs> Highly recommend you follow Ashley on Instagram. Like you're by far one of my favorite people to follow. Because <laughs> it's a mix of entertainment and education. Yeah, it's it, so, it it's, you do such a good job. Oh, so, thank you. I have a lot of yeah. fun with it. Um, and I think Manuel kind of maybe spilled the beans. I can't, I, don't, I think I was on the text about the doctor while you were talking, but Jen, you are the first to know that we have led a fully COVID free event. That is absolutely <laughs> phenomenal. <laughs> Congratulations. We, we got the test results back this morning and wow. we are over freaking joyed. <laughs> That's 
awesome. And everyone needs to hear that, yeah. right? Yeah. It can be done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Events can be done. Yeah. Totally. Yes. I did. A, I've been doing a little dance all day. Now I have to do it. Now I have to do a rain. So I did the dance to fend off COVID. Now I need to do the dance to fend off the rain today. The rain. <laughs> yes. I will keep my fingers and toes crossed from yeah. here in the Chicago area. I'm going to share well. that on Instagram. So stay tuned. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, thank you both so much. It was such a pleasure to talk with you and have this conversation. It's just very, very positive to hear everything that you've encountered and gone through. So thank you both. Oh, it is our pleasure. Thank you all for listening and keep an eye out on more adventures uh, with Achieve and Unico. Thank you so much for inviting us. Uh, yeah, I hope I can see you over here. All your um, people that is listening as well, come to Unico, come to Playa del Carmen, um, start flying and support the industry. Absolutely. We're going to go make a ring call now. Yes, good <laughs> luck. Good luck. Okay, thank you all. Bye. Thank Bye. you. Thanks again to Ashley Manuel for not only taking the time out of a busy morning during a program to record with me, but also for taking our audience through your experience. It's so important to have passionate and enthusiastic people like you both to help bring our industry back to its full glory. And your partnership is the stuff that vendor dreams are made of because you both know you have the same end goal to ensure a spectacular, a successful and a safe experience for all. Well, that is a wrap on this week's episode. And I want to hear from you. Please send feedback, show ideas, comments, questions, and of course, interest in participating to me at roomblockpodcast at gmail.com or send me a message on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Thank you for joining me today. And please remember to subscribe to The Room Block so you can continue to join in the conversation.